Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their new online store at ForecastSalon.com and check out their latest innovative styling at Club Forecast Salon on Instagram. As this podcast goes to air, we just moved to the new moon in Cancer. And as I see it, it's time for a big splash of water to cleanse away old emotional energies from the spring and refresh your light, your energy, your emotions especially. The new moon is my favorite time. Even though I love to see that big old full moon, new moons offer us the opportunity to begin again, course correct our intentions and allow for the cycle of growth to continue. What have you already noticed this summer? As I'm preparing this podcast, I'm actually traveling back from a VIP client, a private retreat at her beautiful home in the Bahamas. We had time to be in the elements, work at the right, you know, Reiki, intuition, tarot, EFT, and found lots of new shells that are very similar to the energies of stones and crystals. I found a few conch shells, but could only get one home on the plane. Otherwise, it would have been considered a weapon. But they're beautiful, and the energy in the beach and the pink sand, so great to float in the water which is that cancer energy, which is that summer energy, definitely. But halfway through my trip home, my flight got canceled in Miami. Of course, panic wants to come in, so much noise, trying to get help, everybody's scrambling. Well, I did have a crew of support, my kids, my client, a little bit of help from the airlines as well. So my kids actually, you know, got me a room as I'm doing that, downloading the Lyft apps, haven't used them in a while, actually (laughs) went to the wrong hotel, found the right hotel, and now flying to Philly to get me to Birmingham at a decent hour. I know, up and down and all around. Had to cancel one podcast. Well, actually had to cancel both podcast interviews. Had more air trouble in Philly, but now I am home. And here's the point. If I didn't have my spiritual tools, breathing, and a little Reiki while standing in line, I wouldn't have made it through in such a nice manner. Yes, it's stressful. Yes, I could feel my blood pressure rising, but then I could also feel the calm wash over me once I was checked in. And I did, I really did keep it together. You know, I I have to say, I have been learning how to travel on my own, but knowing that I had the tools and the support and the help, and I would eventually get to where I needed, and hey, maybe it was better crashing in a big old lightning thunderstorm, right? But This is how I use the tools in my everyday life, and this is why I teach them. It could have ruined the end for me for that entire retreat just in a couple of hours, but it didn't. And I'm happy and I'm joking with people. I stood in Starbucks this morning for an hour just talking to everybody. 
And I'm not really a Starbucks person, but in the end, it was a good breakfast sandwich and mocha coffee and more experiences, and I did get on my way. My birthday is this week. I will be 66. 66 is a very harmonious and spiritual number. It is a year of creating harmony. It's a number of balance for me, symbolizing peace, love, and understanding. And it is about unity and coming together. So lots of great hope for me. And I do have a solar return chart reading with one of my favorite astrologers, Mandy Ray, to see what the stars and the moon have to say for my year ahead, which is the subject today, astrology, the moon signs. But my birthday also marks the end of the sun sign of cancer as we move into Leo. Yes, I'm on the cusp, but Leo is a fire element. Time to roar a little, change it up, find courage for all this new growth coming in. This is one of the totems we use for the summer, courage to step forward. Yes, change can be hard, but it doesn't have to be. And I know as I took a survey in my new group, Shapeshifting, this was a big one for everybody that change is really hard, but... Having a spiritual practice teaches you tools to find amusement. It will help you to slow down and take one step at a time, not to try to get to the end too quick. That's why we think it's hard. But it is a time to use your tools, to use the courage, to find the heart, to have fun with the growth that is occurring. It offers you that courage to bring your deepest desires forward. That is shape-shifting. Are you ready to make over your daily practice? Want to add a few spiritual tools to what you're doing? Schedule a complimentary spiritual makeover session with me and let's chat about how this work can help you. The link will be in the show notes. In today's episode, I'm starting my summer series, New Spiritual Authors. To start this series off, my guest is Carmen Turner Schott with her book, Moon Signs, Houses, and Healing, Gain Emotional Strength and Resilience Through Astrology. We had a delightful chat and she offered great information for each of the moon signs throughout the astrological wheel. We talked about astrology and making it more accessible for people to understand the three main layers to your chart, your sun sign, moon sign, and rising. There are more, but these are the main ones and how your astrology chart can help you to understand the circumstances in your life. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, breathe, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body. And exhale, breathing all the way back down. Slowing down, centering. Inhale, expanding the breath up the body. And exhale, pulling all your energy in as you exhale all the way down. Call in your energy. Call in your spirit. Feel your spiritual body right on top of the physical body. Taking another deep inhale. And exhale. Dropping into the heart. Right in the very center of your heart. Feel that connection of your spirit and the greater spirit. 
Know that you are known. Know that you are loved. Feeling all this energy coming in around you. Taking a moment and noticing where you are on this great wheel of life. Here I am, we are in the season of summer. In the direction of the south, where we allow for growth, find amusement, call in the divine feminine, bring on the wild woman. Taking a moment and noticing an intention under this new moon energy. As we call in the directions to the south, the west, the north and the east, above us, below us, right into the very center of your heart. Feel that intention. See it, hear it, feel it, know it. And allow those elevated emotions to radiate out for these intentions all around you. Inhaling and exhaling all the way down deep into the earth. Opening your heart, focusing your third eye. And as you're ready, blinking the eyes back open, coming back. My guest, Carmen Turner Schott, is an author, licensed clinical social worker, psychological astrologer, and teacher with national and international clientele. She received her undergraduate degree in psychology from Fontbonne University in St. Louis, Missouri in 1997. She completed her master's of social work at Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri in 1999. She is a published author and has written nine books. Her newest book, Moon Signs, Houses, and Healing, Gain Emotional Strength and Resilience Through Astrology, is a subject we'll be talking about today. She began her astrological work at the age of 16 and began studying metaphysics and the Edgar Cayce material at that time. She has presented astrology workshops for the Association of Research and Enlightenment, ARE, throughout the years and teaches a variety of spiritual development classes. She found Deep Soul Divers Astrology and is the administrative of several Facebook astrology groups. So let us welcome Carmen to the show. Welcome, Carmen. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, Carmen, I love astrology. I am not an astrologer, but every year I do try to learn something new. I really do. So I'm very excited to talk to you today. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I, I love astrology. It's It's been my passion since I was 16, and I just, I love it. And I'm always learning something new. Like you said, it's, it's an ever-ending journey, and there's so many things and types of astrology and things I'm learning still. So I love it. There are. And I've, I've spoken to several astrologers. I have one here locally I work with. I have one in New York that my children work with as well. My mother introduced me to the very first astrologer. Her name was Virginia. She lived here in Birmingham, Alabama, oh, and nice. she was very quiet about it because it was really <laughs> way taboo out of her, her community for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you said since 16, you've been interested in astrology. Yeah. So what led you to astrology? And, you know, I guess the next question will be what led you to the book, but let's start with that. Yeah, so I was always different and felt different from my family and other people. And I would dream things that would happen 
I was very intuitive, very, very sensitive to uh, emotions and other people's feelings. And, and I was very uh, tenderhearted, I guess you could say. I was empathic, but I didn't know what that meant, of course. So I just had things I couldn't explain. I believed in angels. I was mystical. and I was just born this way, right? And so I was really interested in all these things, just naturally, um, you know, interested in dreams. And one night in high school, when I was 16, I woke up and there was a glowing ball of light in my doorway and I was frozen. I couldn't move. I couldn't have a voice. I couldn't yell for my mother. I just laid there for hours and watched this thing. And it was about the size of a softball and it was translucent, yellow, watery, floating there in my doorway. And it would go and come back. And the only thing I had control of was my mind. And I kept saying, please don't have it come in my room because it was the unknown, right? And I, I had no idea at 16 what this was. And I was afraid, I will admit. And I watched it till I passed out, I think in the middle of the night. And the good thing about it was, was that it changed me. So ever since then, mm. I'm like, I want to learn, you know, more about spirituality. Why am I here? I knew I was a soul. So I went, I, I love personality. I loved psychology. You know, I was taking the intro to psych in high school. So I ended up, you know, going to college for psychology because of my love for uh, learning and figuring people out. But I wanted to figure out why am I the way I am? And why do I have these strange experiences that no one really believes, <laughs> right? And so I got my first book on astrology and started uh, teaching myself, learning how to do my basic chart. And that's when everything started making sense about why I was the way I was. And it completely validated my experiences because I was mm. a son in the 12th house and I had a lot of eighth house planets as well, which are the spiritual mystical houses. And that's why I was the way I was. And it even nailed down specific things that were so true. And I just spent my life learning it, teach my taught myself and just started practicing on friends and family and, and doing it as a side business since I was 19 and through college, and I've always done charts and taught and and kept it as part of my work. But I became a licensed clinical social worker and, and work a normal job. But I've always used astrology as a tool for self-awareness to help other people, uh, just like it helped me. And so that's kind of mm -hmm. how I first got into astrology. And it just clicked with me. Yeah, I hear you. I am coming from one that is, let's see, on the cusp of Cancer Leo. Moon and Taurus, Scorpio rising. I get you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I definitely get you. You know, I, I am ruled by the moon. And ever since I was little, that full moon always got to me feeling so full of what yes. is it? What is it about? Right. Yes. And that actually led me to my love of it as well. So I can definitely understand. Yes. Yeah. So now you've written this new book, Moon Signs, Houses and Healings for Emotional Strength and Resilience. Yes, let's talk about that. I know most people know their sun sign, but you're bringing forward the moon sign. Yes, yes. What I realize is that, you know, the sun sign is just your basic kind of outer personality appearance. It's what you show others that you're comfortable showing others. And the moon sign is our emotional nature. It's our inner nature. It's that part of us that we we don't typically want people to see. You know, it's where we feel vulnerable. It's where where we show love. It's where we find happiness, comfort, stability, security, uh, res you know, where we find strength to overcome hard life things is our, through our emotions, our inner nature, our, you know, our reactions, our, our passion. And so knowing the moon sign is so much, just as important as knowing the sun sign, because that moon sign really helps you uh, build resilience to overcome things and use your strengths to heal 
and transform things. And it's just, it's amazing to know. And the moon sign changes signs every two to three days. So you really yeah. need to know what time you're born and all of those things um, to, to really know your moon sign. But you can do a moon sign calculator online as long as you have the date, month, and year of birth. Um, we'll kind of know, you know, for the next two days, this, the moon was in cancer. You know, even though you may not know your time, you'll know that it is. There's different calendars. So it's easier to calculate than the other planets to do a real mm. birth chart. You really got to have your time to get an accurate uh, birth mm. chart. But uh, you can know your moon sign in my chapter, the introduction. I talk about how to calculate your moon sign uh, very easy and, and what all the energies are of each of the signs and, and the planets and, and how the moon, like you talked about the full moon, how the full moon affects each moon sign. I have that in the book. And, and that gives you tips and things that you can do to overcome things and gain strength and to use self-care tips. So I talk a little bit about that for each moon sign, because each moon sign is going to self-care in different ways. Each moon sign is going to be able to overcome adversity and crisis and loss in a different way. And they have their own personality, you know, their emotional nature. Um, and that is just even, even more powerful than the sun. You know, I'm a Virgo sun. I'm an Aries moon. And I always, I always felt that that Aries moon is what helped me overcome hard things. It, it wasn't the sun sign. It was the moon. And I saw that with, with my clients, you know, when I canceled people and with friends and people in my life, that moon sign is what kind of awakens and takes over in a crisis. And that's the mm. part of us that we hide because it's where we feel vulnerable. And so we have to really trust people to show them that moon sign trait, right? It really is. I mean, even like for most of the part, especially in Western astrology, like that new moon is the, is the same as the sun sign that comes in. And then the full moon is always changing and they both have different feelings. I tend to do better on a new moon, yet I love a full moon. <laughs> I love the full emotions, but sometimes like, put me away. I can cry for days, right? Yeah, yeah. So they both have different effects. But can can you give us a little bit more understanding of like of each of the moons and sure. how that comes in? Sure. You know, we'll start with the 12. There's 12 sun signs and same, there's 12 moon signs. So pretty much, you know, when you're born, um, the sun is in a certain star constellation, which are the 12 signs. And the moon will be in a certain star constellation in a certain area of the sky, which we call houses. So it's kind of like we take a picture of, of a map of the sky and looking up at the sky when you're born from Earth and we put it on a piece of paper and it's and we make it into a wheel and we make it into 12 sections and everything symbols. And so the moon is that little crescent symbol. So um, once you know the symbols, you can start really knowing, OK, what is this in my chart and looking up everything and. And my books are a very basic guide to do so. You know, my sun signs book, my moon sign book um, has a chapter dedicated to each sign. So I start with the sign Aries because Aries starts the zodiac. You know, Aries is fire. You know, there's four elements in astrology, fire, air, earth, and water. And so each of the, the moons or signs has that fire, air, earth, or water energy. So Aries is fire. Aries likes a challenge. They like conflict. They're uh, one of the most resilient sun signs because they're ruled by Mars. You know, they just like to keep going and cut things off and move forward. You know, if something's hard, they typically dust off and they get over it pretty quick because they're driven, they're courageous, they're, um, you know, motivated and they're uh, optimistic and they, they're they they're goal getters, you know, and they like to, to be, um, you know, looking at the future. 
Aries don't like to look in the past. They don't like to dwell. They mm. like to move forward and achieve their goals. And they're very strong with that. So Aries, I find, um, even though they have a lot of uh, crisis or things in their life, they're good in a crisis. They're good when things get hard. And they're good at helping people see, you know, hey, don't let it go. You can't change it. Let's move forward. And then Taurus is the second sign of the, of, of the Zodiac. And Taurus moon, uh, they're... Are, they're earth. So you're an earth moon. That's me. And as an earth moon, you're very, very calm. You have a very calming, grounded energy. So you can ground to the earth. You like to be in nature. You know, uh, that Taurus moon is very good at helping people calm down and, and balance and be peaceful. You need peace and harmony to feel emotionally secure and happy. You don't like drama and, and crisis and things to be disorganized. You like structure. You like to plan. You like to have things planned. You know, that's uh, the earth, that Taurus. And and you you also are artistic and creative because Taurus is an earth moon, but you're ruled by Venus. And so you a lot of Taurus moons are uh, love music, art, writing, drawing. You know, they have a creative side. They're also, they rule the money house. So they like to make, they like money they, because money brings security. And that's all about the moon sign. The moon is where we find our comfort and security. So when it's in Taurus, you're going to need to feel like you have a job and you can pay your bills and you can meet those basic needs on Maslow's pyramid. Right. And that's in my book too. In the intro, I talk about Maslow and the hierarchy of needs and how each moon sign has certain needs that are more important to them. And so security and safety needs are very important to a Taurus moon uh, for them to go out and be and self-actualize and do all these really uh, cool things. Right. You have to have that grounded and stable environment around you first. Right. And so then Gemini is air. Gemini moons like um, they like communication. They like a challenge. They like they like uh, movement. They like social networking. They they talk through their emotions. So they're not always feeling their emotions. They're in their head about it. But they like to tell you. I they'll tell you. I feel like this. I think I'm feeling like this because of this, this, and this. And they'll go into detail. You know, they kind of overanalyze their emotions. But they're very open and friendly and always on the go. They're a little bit restless. It's hard for them to commit. You know, they can multitask and they'll be doing one thing and switch and do something else, right? The twin. Um, but they they like to be active and they love, they need communication to feel emotionally connected to somebody. You know, it's not all about physical, the physical attraction with them. It's a mental attraction. They have to connect on the mind and mental intelligence level for them to, to feel emotions or attraction for you. Right. Uh, and, and that's, that's Gemini. Yeah. And then cancer moon, you know, is ruled by the moon cancer. Their ruling planet is the moon. So they are very, very intuitive, very sensitive, very psychic, and they can have emotional ups and downs, you know, and uh, because the moon rules them. So those, those different moon cycles always affect cancer moons very greatly. And they're the mother of the Zodiac, you know, they're the nurturer, they're the caretaker, but they also have a shell. So they can be the crab that puts that hard shell up. And some people perceive them as cold. You know, I know a lot of cancer moons, my husband's one. And some people think, well, they just seem emotionally detached or cold or just kind of harsh. But that's because they try to protect their soft interior because they've been hurt. But when you get to know them, they're homebodies. They love to help their family. They love animals, pets, you know, children. They're like a sucker for that, you know, and uh, they love to help people that need that have needs and take care of those they love in practical ways. And they're also artistic and creative. A lot of them, um, 
you know, like to, they go into medical field. A lot of them are artistic as well, like to write, like to teach, like to work with children, you know, things like that I see. Um, and then um, we have Leo, Leo moon. Leo moons are, you know, Leo rule is ruled by the sun. So they like to shine. They're, they're generous. They're bold. They're romantic. They're passionate. They're very, you know, expressive of their emotional nature. And Leo moons like to feel respected and cherished and, and appreciated and, and loved. And they're very affectionate, but they have the roar of a lion. You know, if, if, if they need to, they like to kind of be in the boss and be in charge, right? Uh, at times, but um, commitment can be hard for them because they like the feeling of being in love. They like the newness and they like to have fun. They like pleasure. If someone's not fun and someone is too serious, it might kind of um, put out their fire, you know, their their emotions a little bit. Mm. They won't be able to be themselves and they have to be able to shine and be self-expression, right? That's their thing, self-expression. And then uh, Virgo moon. Yeah. Virgo is the, um, you know, very analytical. Virgos are intelligent, but they're analyzers. They're the warriors of the Zodiac. So Virgo moon they like to analyze their emotions. They they feel that emotions aren't trustworthy because they're not practical, you know, because Virgo's an earth moon, earth. And so they're always like, well, this doesn't, this isn't practical, this doesn't make sense. Why do I feel this way? So they really are hard on themselves. They can be very critical of themselves and have high standard that they like to work hard. They're efficient. They get things done. They're good communicators, teachers, writers, usually good with their hands. And, they're, and they like to be a service. Virgo moons like to do things for mm. people in a practical way, like take the trash out, help you finish a project, you know, help you at work, take on some of the load of the work. You know, they like their work focused. They like to help people with tasks and they're organized and they're, and they're detail focused. You know, they're good at um, editing, picking out misspelled words, all kinds of things. So, but emotionally they can seem a little bit cool and detached at times because they're in their they're always thinking and overanalyzing what they feel. So my my thing for Virgo is trust your emotions more and listen to your inner voice and, mm -hmm. and don't let your head confuse you because um, that can mess them up with their intuition if they overthink things. So that's kind of a Virgo lesson. And then Libra, Libra moon, Libra rules, partnership, marriage. They are the, the scales of balance. So they're always trying to balance between their own needs and other people's needs. So they tend to cater to their partner. They tend to want to make everybody happy. They like peace and harmony. You know, they're ruled by Venus, just like your Taurus moon is. But it, it displays a little differently because Libra's an air sign. And so Libra's um, seem very laid back and easygoing and, and let's just all get along. And they don't like conflict. Uh, anger, it can be hard for them to express anger if people are are angry around them. It can really, they don't know what to do because they 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 withdraw. They like peace and harmony. And they're the one that can see both sides. So they can be the, the balancer, the peacemaker in relationships, but they're relationship focused. They like to have a relationship. And so a lot of them tell me they, that they don't feel happy if they're alone. You know, they want to have a partner. So that's kind of something I've seen with Lieberman's. Now, Scorpio moons, one of, one of the most powerful moon signs, okay, is Scorpio moon because, you know, the world by Pluto, and that's the sign, uh, the planet of healing, regeneration, death, rebirth, transformation, and Scorpio moons are very secretive. They're very private about how they feel, and they feel very deeply because they're a water sign moon, right? But they hide what they think. Scorpio moons always get you to tell them 
what you feel, what's going on with you and all your problems. And people are drawn to them and they just share all their problems with them because they have this quiet, observant, perceptive, mystical, mysterious energy about them. And they'll just stare at you and not say anything. And you start talking. And, and that's because they're deep. They're intense. Emotionally, you can feel their energy. And so people get uncomfortable with it or they're really drawn to it. And then they start sharing with them. But they're not they're, they're They have a hard time trusting people. So I always tell Scorpio moons they need they're very loyal but they don't really trust anyone and they have to work on forgiveness and trust and, and, and really healing um, relationships or, or the past. So they can really um, express and have someone to talk to because they, they try to do everything on their own and carry the load emotionally and never show weakness. And you can't, you can't keep doing that your whole life. So in the Scorpio moon chapter, I give them specific tips to, to, of trust and things they can do to feel and express their emotions, whether it's write a letter and burn it, <laughs> you know, just getting their emotions out of their physical body helps them with physical illness and, and things like that. Because if you hold on to anger, you know, it can manifest in the body. So Scorpio moons need to really express their anger in healthy ways and not repress their emotions. And then Sagittarius moons, they're fun, loving travel, adventure, being outdoors. They like to be on the move. They like to learn things. They like, they're optimists. So they're very um, happy and fun and they want to travel and they want to, you know, go do things with people, but they like their freedom and independence. So Sagittarius moons often, you know, don't like to be in a committed relationship or feel tied down. I mean, they can date and have someone, but mm. you've got to give them freedom to come and go and they don't want to be controlled. And, and, and they, the thing I love about Sages, Sag suns and moons is their fire, but they have such a optimistic, you know, the world by Jupiter. So everything is a positive kind of outlook, but they're really good at telling you the truth in a very kind way. You know, whereas an Aries will just mm. be blunt and say, you know, that is wrong and you shouldn't have did that. And why did a uh, Sag will say, you know what? You know, I just don't think you should have did that because of this, this, and this. And then you take it better. You're like, oh man. So, you know, a Sag will tell you the truth. They're very truthful, but they, they do it in a way where you don't get upset with them, you know, and it's, I, everyone I know that's a Sag is that way, you know, they'll tell you, I don't really like what you sent out and I don't think it looked good, Yeah, <laughs> but you, you know, but you take it right. And this is just people I work with. Um, I have a lot of Sag energy around me in my life, but I love Sages because they always look at the bright side and they're, they're hopeful. Mm. The thing that helps Sag moons is they, they have an inner faith and hope about things. And so even when life gets tough, they're kind of born. I don't want to say religious isn't the word. They're born with a belief that there's more than just them. There's a higher power. And so they rule the ninth house of religion and philosophy and all that. So I find that they just kind of naturally have a faith, you know, and, and they're, that's their blessing. That's their gift. They don't have to try at it. They just are kind of born with the faith. I haven't met a lot of them that that mm. haven't had that. Um, and then uh, Capricorn moon, it's an earth moon. It's a heavier moon because it's ruled by Saturn. So Capricorn moons, uh, my daughter's a Capricorn moon. And a lot of, a lot of it is she's very, when she, they're little, from a young age, everyone thought she was older than she was. And that's kind of what I've seen with Capricorn sun and moon they kind of age backwards. So they, they start out very super responsible, very serious, very mature from a young age. They prefer to be around adults, right? And then as they get older, they always say Capricorns uh, get, you know, have a good, great sense of humor. 
they get fun and act like a child when they get older. But when they're young, they're hard on themselves. They're, they're restricted. They're disciplined. They're, you know, they want, they're serious. They want to do a good job, but they, they take on responsibilities and, and they can be hard on themselves. So Capricorn moons need to learn to feel, and it's okay that they feel so deeply. They really do because they're the water goat. Uh, you know, they're the water. They're kind of half land, half water, right? So they got a little bit, they're, they're kind of, they're not a water sign, but to me, they're one of the more emotional, sensitive earth signs, you know? And so they really do feel yeah. deeply and they're prone to depression. Uh, they are in, in moods. And so once they know that, they can do things to snap out of those negativity, pessimistic kind of things, you know, because they're so realistic. They're like, but this doesn't make sense that I feel this way. I shouldn't feel this way. No, it's okay to feel that way. Um, you can't, you're feeling that way, accept it. Don't be so hard on yourself. So they need to feel and let themselves be vulnerable and trust emotions more because they don't typically trust emotions. They don't trust things unless they make sense and they're realistic and practical, right? And so uh, they're hardworking, very goal-focused. They want to provide for their family. They want to be successful. They love to, um, they love a good laugh. They're sarcastic and witty. That's the thing about Capricorn moons. It'll come out of nowhere. It's like a dark sense of humor. Uh, if you, And I, sign, I find that with Capricorn sun and moon. And then Aquarius moon, they are the, the innovator. They're the scientists, the, you know, the technology computers, you know, the friendship groups, uh, networking associates, you know, uh, they all, are, they are about uh, very smart, very intelligent, but they like to be different. They're emotionally um, non-traditional, a little bit eccentric. They like to, you know, walk to the beat of a different drum. So they tend to question society and question the rules. Like, why do we have to do it like that? But that doesn't make sense. And so, you know, just because your father or mother raised you to believe that doesn't mean that that I'm wrong. So they're very open-minded to other beliefs, other religions, other uh, lifestyles. And so they typically like their freedom and independence too. So they, they're known to not really need to be married. A lot of them stay single, but they might have a lot of friends. So they tend to um, have tons of friends of the opposite sex, right? And just, you know, like to spend time with people and, and love a lot of different people. They can have more than one relationship at the same time, even because they see commitment different than most signs. You know, they can be very unique and non-traditional about, about a lot of things in life especially the, their feelings. And then Pisces is the last sign. They are the sign um, of spirituality, compassion, kindness, service to others. It's, you know, they're one of the mystical, the most mystical sign in the Zodiac. Very artistic, very creative, but they can be kind of at times Pisces moons can feel like victims. And that's because they're so uh, psychic and sensitive to other people's emotions they get their feelings hurt really easily. And so their biggest thing is that they need to learn to have strong boundaries because their, their energy is wide open and they absorb everything from the environment and they feel people's pain. People with problems are drawn to them and they don't always attract the most healthy people because they just have this very mystical uh, Neptunian energy that people are drawn to. And so they have to learn to say no. It's okay to say no. It's not mean. And, and to protect their own energy and protect their own emotions by seeing people as they really are, not as they believe them to be. So they're idealistic. They like to escape from the world. 
you know, and a lot of them are spiritual and, and, and go into healing, psychology, social work, you know, things like that. They're healers. They like to serve people in a spiritual way where, um, you know, their opposite Virgo serves people in a practical way. So those are kind mm. of really quick, you know, just off the top of my head. <laughs> Wow, I know. That Thank was you. amazing, Karen. That was a great Thank understanding. You. Yes. Now, uh, take a breath. Yes. So I understand. All right. So our sun signs is that outward appearance. And now we have the moon signs, which is that emotional understanding. Now, the question for me, because it does sound very similar to the attributes, which it does carry over. So this is emotionally how you do it. But then where does your rising sign come in? Not to confuse sure, sure. everybody. Um. So, you know, in astrology, we, we always say, you know, what's your top three? And that that's sun, moon, and rising. So to know your right. rising sign, there are graphs, there are uh, tables you can look up and grids, but it really has to do with the day you're born and the year and the time and the play and the play. The time. So right, if you don't, yeah. if you have a birth time that's between like two hours, you know you're born between, uh, you know, seven and nine a.m. We can pretty much know what the rising sign will be between 7 and 9 a.m. Uh, it can move, though. It can move like it might be right on the cusp of getting ready to change signs. And it, what it is, it's the sign that's on the horizon when you're born. Is that so? Does that become like your outward appearance? Does that become which one becomes like the mask you yeah. show the world? I think I've heard. Is that more of your sun sign? Is that your rising? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, that's the rising sign. The rising okay. sign is also called the ascendant. And it starts the first house of the chart, which right. is the house of, of the self, of identity, of appearance. So typically what sign is on the on the rising is the sign that you physically look like. You have okay. physical attributes. It's really cool. You can go online and see celebrity faces. There's websites of all these celebrities that have the same rising sign. And you can see the similar facial features. Yeah. And, and physical. Yeah. Yeah, so it is fascinating because I know I've always known sun sign, and then you like you learn about your rise, you learn about your moon, and yeah. so it's a layering in of energies, right? And I love the idea of the the way that the moon comes in to give you the influence of your emotional energy. Yes, how you work on that level, and I think that's really fascinating. I love that the moon does change yeah. every two and a half <laughs> yeah. days, right? So we have a lot of that movement that comes in and flows through us. So it is another aspect of looking at yourself, your personalities, and how you mm -hmm. show up in the world. It's good. The thing with the rising sign is that the the really cool thing is if your rising sign is different than your sun sign, people are going to misjudge you. They're going to perceive you as the rising sign. And then when they really get to know you better, they see the sun and moon come out. Now, if it's if your rising sign is the same as your sun sign, everyone that I've met and just people's charts I've done all these years it's like what you see is what you get. The energy, mm. how you how you first perceive someone is their rising sign. So if it's the same as the sun, you're like, yep, that's it. But if it's different, that's when you have people say, wow, you're really different than I thought you were. You know, when they get to know you, that's usually that means your rising sign is different than your sun and moon sign, typically. Yeah. 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 And sometimes that can explain, I know for me, some of that complexity to, to who I am. Yeah. Right? Cancer sensitive. The rising is that Scorpio, that sting, that yeah. deepness inside of me, the place that goes really <laughs> down there, really deep. And then, like you said, the Taurus moon too. So mm -hmm. that has some of the grounding that allows me to find that grounding oh, for me. Oh, that's great. It, and complicated. Yeah, I agree. But it is all fascinating. And I love the way that you explained it to us so that we can get a better understanding 
Especially like when we hear like, you know, like the moon's in Gemini or the moon's in Cancer or what does that really mean, right? And then that helps us to really understand where those influences are. Of course, then we also need to know the houses and all of that. And your book goes a little bit into that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the moon, you know, you can get moon uh, calendars. You can see, you know, what signs the moon is in. And I tell you, I watch it because knowing what how you feel each every couple days is really the moon affecting us like because the moon affects the tides of the ocean it affects our emotional nature in different ways depending on our chart and like the other week uh, the moon was in um the thing was sagittarius and and i i usually like being home and i just wanted to be on the go i was out driving and doing all kinds i thought where am i i'm like oh sagittarius i'm like i i'm usually not like this i was just wanting to be out and about and doing things and so then it shifted and then i'm a homebody again right and so it you know i start watching that and uh but the moon, I agree. Yeah. I have an app. Yeah. That shows me. I'm like, oh yeah, it makes sense. The moon's in cancer. Oh yeah. It makes sense. Moon's in Pisces. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'm crying. It's in Scorpio. <laughs> That's right? right. Yeah. I totally get it. And I do think it's helpful though. I, yeah. I mean, I really do. It helps to explain a little bit more about where we are and being in alignment. I think it's important. Yeah. I really do to be in alignment with the cosmos. Why work against it? Yes. <laughs> right. Allow it to help us yes. for sure. Yeah. Well, how exciting and how fascinating your books gives us the ideas, it gives us the charts, the information, and even, as you said, things to help us move through some of the more difficult challenges that we may be facing. Yeah. Very fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. What is your big mission with the book? What is your passion for this? So so my passion is is to bring astrology uh, to a basic level and write in a very basic way and teach in a basic way. So everyone that can understand it and know what a powerful tool of self-awareness astrology is and how it can help you heal, transform, and become more resilient. Just by knowing the basic um, birth chart and knowing yourself, you can use those skills to help others. And then you'll understand other people too. And, and you'll know, well, they're not purposely doing that. That's their chart. And, and you become more uh, compassionate uh, with the differences between yourself and others. So using just knowing that open in minds that anyone can learn astrology just you can learn the basics it, it, it people get shy away from it they're like i don't understand it and and a lot of people tell me that they never understood it and i try to make it very basic and write about it in a very practical like a counseling psychological way so people don't shy away from it and that and that's that. my goal to, to bring yeah. all this, you know, the higher level knowledge of it on a basic practical level where anyone could pick it up, pick up my book and you'll understand it completely, you know? Yeah, I love that. I really do. And I I will say, I recommend all my clients that start working with me, go get your charts yeah. done, go get it done. Because I know I talk about it, but really knowing sure. where it is in your own chart is really important. So I definitely agree with you with that. And I love the idea of making it more practical and easier to understand. Yeah because we don't want to get lost in it. And like I just admitted, I'm in my 60s. I've been looking at astrology yeah. for 20 something years yes. now, still learning each summer. I try to learn yes. something new or each year. Yes. anyway, I try to learn something new. So where would you like to direct people to find your books? I know you have more than one. So where would you like me to tell them? Yes, yes, I have. I have uh, I have nine books. Um, my most recent Sun Signs Houses and Healing, Moon Signs Houses and Healing, and um, the 12th Astrological House. And you can find them all on Amazon. Amazon.com, Karma Turner Shot is my author profile. You can follow my website, www.carmenturnershotschott.com. I'm on Facebook, Deep Soul Divers Astrology, Carmen Turner Shot. 
And then Carmen Turner Shot Author on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. I'd love for you to subscribe. Uh, Carmen Turner Shot is my handle. And yeah, just love for you to, to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, you know, visit my website and, um, and, and love to hear from you. Yeah. How exciting. How exciting that you've written so many books and have such a great understanding that you're using this in your everyday life as well for your clients and for all of us. I think it's really fascinating and agree 100% with your mission to get it out there. So as we go to close, I do like to always come back around and just kind of ask this question. How would you say that the work that you're doing with astrology, the moon, the sun, all of it can help to empower the spirit right now? It can really validate the life experiences that you've had. And it can show that there's a reason that you had to go through certain experiences that you went through. There's a reason for it. And it's for our learning. You know, we chose to be born when we were born and came in, our soul came into this energy, this and our chart is the map of our soul. And so it's not chance. Everything we kind of picked it. And it's hard for people to, to believe that when I tell them, but we we did. And so if you have your, your astrology chart done and a psychological uh, consult, it'll just validate uh, so much about your life. And it'll be hard for you not to be open-minded and believe in it because it's accurate. It's a science. It's very accurate. And I would uh, love for people to, to research more. It's in the Bible. It's in ancient cultures from the beginning of time. I have a little ebook about it, astrology from a Christian perspective. And I, I write about it. it. It is in so many churches throughout the world. Their signs are on the floor, on the ceiling and churches. And there's more to it than we know, because I think some people are afraid to study it because they might think it's wrong or or whatever. And I try to open people's minds to that. So that's kind of my, my party message. Definitely. I love that. We choose and it validates. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and all that you shared with us. I'm so grateful to you. Thanks again to your spirit. Thank you. Yes, astrology can help you to validate the life experiences you have had. It can show you that there is a reason you go through things. Your chart is the map of your soul. Consciousness is expanding in a way that requires you to slow down and process your life experiences, especially areas of trauma. Stuffing them down or bypassing them isn't the way to transform energy. It just creates more confusion. Check out all of Carmen's books, get a reading, learn more about that blueprint of your soul. Schedule a spiritual makeover call with me. Your soul is calling you. Thanks again for listening. Join me on YouTube for my new Spirit Talk series. This is your host, Tarianne Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Namaste.